tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. Even though USC lost to Gonzaga, but UCLA held them to beat Michigan, led by Johnny Juzang. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's just that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's USC 260 match. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WIPIT. That's 1-800-9-W-I-T-H-I-T. Go to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook and place your bets today. Clap your hands, everybody, if you've got what it takes. Because I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the words. Bricks in a bunch, breaks on the car, breaks to make you a superstar. Breaks to win and breaks to lose. What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A. sports fans? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray. We're going to start this episode off by talking about the game last night that the Clippers had against the Orlando Magic, where the Clippers uh, took it on the chin, 103-96. to against that Orlando Magic team. Now, the Clippers uh, seems to be going through and the, uh, the injury bug now. They have uh, several injuries on their team. But as Ty Lue would say, Ty Lue is the type of coach that he offers no excuses. The Orlando Magic, at the trade deadline, they uh, disseminated their team. I mean, they just tore their team apart. Vucevic, no longer there. Aaron Gordon, no longer there. They have some injuries as well. They had five players out as well. And we're still able to beat the Clippers 103 to 96. So, again, Ty Lue is a type of coach that's not going to um, uh, bring the excuse game into the equation, so to speak. 
as far as the Clippers in that particular game against Orlando last night. Kawhi Leonard, of course, had a Kawhi Leonard-type game. 10 out of 20 from the field, 2 of 4 from three-piece land, 6 of 6 free throws, and 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He does this thing, 28 points. You know, he can only do so much in trying to carry this team without Paul George, who uh, has one of the injuries that I've just spoken about. He has uh, what they're calling a foot injury. They're not getting too specific on what it is. And hopefully it's not that foot edema injury that he had earlier in the year in February. I think they're more so calling this a foot bruise. So let's pray that it's nothing more for uh, Paul George as far as that particular injury. And he can get back on the court sooner rather than later. Uh, Zubat. He played a uh, pretty good game, really, really good game for him. 13 rebounds, 14 points, 7 out of 10 from the field. And uh, Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard, however, you know, they have to pick up the slack with, with all the injuries. Pat Bev is still out uh, with the knee. Uh, they both played 34 and 33 minutes respectively, but they were a combined 12 out of 34 from the field. Of course, that's not going to get it done. From three-point range, they were six out of 19 collectively from the field. Uh, Jackson scored 15 points, and Kennard scored 17 points. Uh, the most disappointing player of the night, I would say, was uh, Nick Batum. 34 minutes. It's a lot of minutes, man. Only one out of four from the field. And uh, two points. Ten rebounds, though. Uh, that's a good stat. Ten rebounds, but he only scored two points. And then from that, you really didn't get much. Uh, T-Man played 30 minutes. He was only 3 out of 12 from the field. He had been playing uh, really, really well in the last few games. Uh, this particular game, though, he did not shoot well. He only scored 9 points. And the Clippers blew a 16-point lead earlier in this game. And in the fourth quarter, you know, maybe their legs were getting tired. And again, Tyrone Lewis, uh, Ty Lou, excuse me, is not going to use that as an excuse. And um, they were making, according to Lou, uh, or taking stupid shots, um, lazy passes. And the next thing you know, Orlando came back and they won this particular game. The Clippers had 14 turnovers in this game. Now, going back to the injury situation, as I mentioned before, Paul George, he has that foot injury. Marcus Morris Sr. Uh, did not play. That was up up like a game-time decision. He has a right calf injury. Hopefully that's not too serious. And you have the newest acquisition, Rajan Rondo, who has a right adductor injury. And let's hope that's not too bad. I, I, would, I wouldn't think that the Clippers would trade for Rondo uh, if he came with some serious injury baggage. So let's just hope that that's not uh, a serious injury for him. And then Patrick Beverly, of course, who's been out for a while with this right knee soreness. So the Clippers are, you know, they're 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 hurting on the uh, on the injury front. Now, there's been some news lately in the last couple of days that the Clippers are interested in acquiring Boogie Cousins from the Houston. Well, actually, he's a free agent now. He hasn't played for Houston uh, in a while. But um, he is a free agent that's free to sign with any team of his choosing. And I know a lot of people, you know, Boogie Cousins is one of those guys that either you love or hate him. 
for whatever reason, uh, I think he's a, a decent player. You know, when you think of him, you may think of him as being a really, really old player. Like, man, Boogie Cousins has been around the league forever. Boogie Cousins is only 30 years old. He's only 30 years old. And, you know, he's not ancient ball player or anything like that. Now, for his career, of course, uh, he's, he has a 20-point average and 10 rebounds in his entire career. But, of course, he's not the player he used to be in the past. We all know that. But when he did get some playing time with Houston earlier in the year, he played 25 games uh, with Houston. He averaged 9.6 points per game, 7.6 total rebounds per game, 2.4 assists. That's not too shabby. Now, his field goal percentage was uh, low for him. 37.6% uh, field goal percentage. In his career, he's a 45% uh, field goal shooter. And one knock on Boogie Cousins is his shot selection. So if the Clippers were to acquire him, uh, he, he's going to have uh, to change that around. But I'm all for getting uh, Boogie Cousins for the Clippers because you have a Baca. I didn't even mention a Baca on the injury front. He still has that back injury. He's been out like nine or ten games. Forgot to even mention him. So you really only have uh, Zubas down there holding the front uh, for the center position. So the Clippers really need someone to back up Zubas. And then when Ibaka comes back, hopefully he'll come back healthy as well. Now you have that three-headed monster at, at, at the center position where you can assert a Boogie Cousins in certain situations. Hey, even if it's to come in and, and, and give a few fouls, you know, get a few offensive rebounds, possibly get a few putbacks. He, you know, the guy can still play. He's not, you know, Boogie Cousins is not a scrub. It's not a scrub player. He can still play in this league. So we'll see what the Clipper brass uh, does. Rondo, of course, was the biggest acquisition. I talked about that in my last episode. I feel this is something that was sorely needed by the Clippers. Uh, again, because you have um, Pat Beverly, who's, again, He's been out in and out of the lineup pretty much all year. So can you count on him down the stretch and manning that point guard position? And if you can't, then, you know, you're left with Reggie Jackson, who, you know, he'll, he'll, he's, he's like a roller coaster. He's up and down, up and down, up and down. Again, last night against Orlando, he scored 15 points, but, you know, only six out of 18 from the field. Three out of 11 for, uh, from three-piece land. He did have seven assists, though. And typically what I've been saying in most of my episodes is that Paul George normally leads the team in assists. Uh, Paul George did not play last night. So Reggie Jackson, I guess, he didn't have any choice but to lead the team in assists. Uh, Kawhi Leonard actually had five assists himself. So uh, Reggie Jackson only had two turnovers, by the way, which is, which is uh, pretty good. But, you know, if you don't have Pat Bev and the Clippers were left with a choice of do we just do we just ride it with Reggie Jackson or do we go after a point guard such as Rondo who's a, a general on the floor he's a he's a coach he'll be an extension of Ty Lue on that floor uh he, he'll get in your face he'll get in players faces he doesn't care who it is you know Rondo is a fiery uh, fiery feisty type of player you know he'll get in Kawhi Leonard's face you will get in Paul George's face and say, hey, man, hey, hey, we need to pick up the pace or, or whatever he feels that they need to do. Again, he is a coach uh, or he will be a coach, an extension on the floor uh, from uh, Ty Lue. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, what this what the Clippers do moving forward. 
But as of right now, you know, their team is just going to have to get healthy. They're going to have to get healthy. I still think that the Clippers are a team that will make it to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers, of course. The Lake Show, the Lake Joint. The Clippers, they just have that type of basketball team. So they're right now they're in third place in the – I'm sorry, they're in second place in the Pacific Division behind the Phoenix Suns. And in third place, you have the L.A. Lakers. Now, one interesting game, of course, that will be coming up that everyone in L.A. is going to be focused on and watching is Sunday, April the 4th. I do believe that's April the 4th, where the Lakers play the Clippers at the Staples Center. Two teams, two L.A. teams, baby. Let the Twitter darts fly back and forth. I cannot wait for that particular game. Cannot wait for that. They'll be trolling back and forth. They'll be trolling on Twitter. They'll be trolling on Facebook. They'll be trolling on the Clubhouse app. If you guys don't have the Clubhouse app yet, the audio app, I will probably be doing a show uh, or, or, or setting up a room, the L.A. Battle, where you'll have Clipper fans on there and you'll have Laker fans on there just to talk about that particular game. I'm going to have the uh, leave the trolling at a minimum there because, you know, I just like talking basketball. I don't need to hear all of that. You know, well, hey, uh, the Clippers, they suck. They've always sucked and they don't have a championship and the Lakers have 17 championships. All that stuff is true. But what does that have to do with this particular year? So you guys know me. I am the unbiased L.A. fan. So both fan bases, bring them on. Let us know why you think your team is better. Clipper fans, let us know why you think your team is better. Laker fans, and then just let us have at it in that particular game. So, again, that game will be on Sunday, April the 4th. I will leave you all with that on this particular segment. So in my second segment... I'm going to talk about the L.A. Lakers. However, I can't do that until the game is played. So they have a game tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. It will be the debut of Andre Drummond joining the L.A. Lakers. So let's see how he plays tonight and let's see how the Lakers perform. So after that particular game is over, I will finish up this podcast. Until then, stay tuned, folks. I'll be coming right back. What's up, what's up, what's up again, what's up again, LA sports fans? Isn't technology something? See, I'm already back just that quick. And just for your listening pleasure, that particular music clip, just a little reggae music uh, before I get into this Laker game that just ended. And the Lakers succumbed to the Milwaukee Bucks 112 to 97. This was a very, very strange game as the Lakers came out uh, looking pretty good after the first quarter. They were up 30 to 24 over Milwaukee, and then it kind of went downhill after that. In the second quarter, they were outscored. The Lakers I'm referring to now, 33-19. to 19. 
And when Andre Drummond went out, I believe that was the second quarter as well with uh, what's being called now a right big toe contusion. It looks like the wind was taken out of the Lakers sails when he went out. Now, this is not to say that Drummond uh, was going to bring the Lakers uh, a championship without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, of course. But he's going to be a very, very important cog in that machine moving forward. But a lot of Laker fans were expecting or had high expectations of this game to see what Drummond can do. He was in the starting lineup. And when he went out, it it, it just took, again, it just took the wind out of the sails. Most people were looking like, even the Lakers players were like, oh boy, here we go again. Let's hope that his toe is not broken or anything like that. So, you know, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio like most other people. Looking up a big toe contusion, depending on the degree of it, uh, it can be like a day-to-day thing or it can be possibly a tad bit longer, but it doesn't look to be anything too serious. And let's just hope Andre Drummond comes back uh, healthy and ready to play, and uh, especially when the two superstars get back on the court for the late show in this particular game, though, they just didn't have enough firepower to handle Milwaukee. And uh, as you all know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I am not a huge Milwaukee Bucks fan, but they look pretty good. They look pretty good tonight, especially Chris Middleton. And I'm really surprised that he was only eight out of 18 from the field. I mean, it looks like he was having his way with whomever the Lakers was throwing at him. And um, he had a really good game for the Bucks. He scored uh, 17 points. Again, it just looked like he scored more than that. Looked like he was scoring at will. He also had eight assists. That kid can play some ball, man. Formerly of the Detroit Pistons and uh, now of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's a very, very good player. And uh, the Greek Freak, of course. Uh, that's another player that is not one of my favorites. But in the regular season, as I mentioned, he's going to get his. He was eight out of 13. Uh, 8 of 10 from the free throw line, scored 25 points. He has this new free throw shooting style that's kind of irritating to me where he uh, doesn't have the ball in his hands and then he pretends like he's shooting a free throw at the line and then he gets the ball and he takes a big, huge breath and he dribbles the ball six times and then he shoots it, blah, blah, blah. But whatever works for you, brother, that's fine. You know, great ball player, but again, the playoffs – Uh, If it came down to the Eastern Conference Championship or something like that against the Brooklyn Nets or or God forbid, if Milwaukee makes the finals against one of the L.A. teams, don't expect much out of the Greek freak. Stand back. Let him shoot that jump shot, no matter how much he thinks he's improved on it. uh, I don't think it'll be effective. And if he tries to go to the basket, just collapse the lane. He does that that little Euro step deal. And all that's not just going to be happening in the playoffs. But. In this particular game, I digress. I digress. <laughs> but this particular game, uh, he did play well uh, against the Lakers. The, the the main player that was killing the Lakers tonight was Drew Holiday. And if they get this kind of production out of him, uh, it's, possi- it's a possibility that the Bucs can challenge the uh, Brooklyn Nets for supremacy in the East and the Philadelphia 76ers, of course. Holiday was 11 out of 16 28 points. He really, really had his way. He had eight rebounds, six assists, four steals, 
plus 21 in the plus minus column leading Milwaukee. He had an excellent ball game. And uh, the rest of the Bucks just, you know, had little cleanup points. Uh, it was kind of good to see uh, the Greek Freak's brother out there. Uh, Tianis, I think his name is pronounced. He also scored eight points. That was kind of good to see. As far as the Lakers are concerned, again, you know, without your two superstars, Andre Drummond goes out in the second quarter. Uh, Markeith Morris had a pretty good game, five of eight from the field. He scored 15 points. Kuzma, uh, from three-point land, he was not good at all, only one out of nine. He was seven out of 17 overall. He scored 16 points. You know, and without your two stars, um, they're just going to need uh, better output from Kuzma. He's actually been playing pretty well, so, you know, he's not going to have a great game every single game. He did have seven rebounds in this game, and again, he typically leads the team in rebounds uh, pretty much every game. And definitely now that, you know, Drummond's going to be out for uh, a few games, and without AD, Kuzma's going to be your leading rebounder. Uh, speaking of Drummond again, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he only played 14 minutes to score four points before he went out with the toe contusion. So you can't take too much out of this game. As far as what you're going to get, uh, Laker fans from Andre Drummond, uh, he got hurt, had to lead a game. Um, he's just getting himself uh, acclimated to the players, the 14 minutes that he did play. You can tell that he's uh, brand new to this particular team, but it's going to take him a few games to get acclimated. He'll be fine. He's going to be the Andre Drummond that people saw in Cleveland. You know, once he gets acclimated to all the plays, all the sets, you know, where, where, the, where the point guards, you know, like to, uh, to deliver the ball to him and things like that, the pick and roll going and all of that, all of that good stuff. He's going to give you 15 points and 15 rebounds pretty much every game once he gets acclimated. So hopefully, again, his injury is not that severe and he'll be back uh, uh, being the Andre Drummond of old. And uh, Dennis Schroeder, I posted on Twitter that um, I was hearing or have heard that he actually turned down a four-year, $84 million contract extension offer from the Lakers. I don't know if that's true or not. If that is, he's definitely betting on himself. Um, I don't. That's, what, $21 million a year? I would think that's a pretty fair offer to Dennis Schroeder. Now, he think if he's thinking he's worth more than that, maybe twenty five million, twenty six million. I don't I don't know. Twenty one million, I think, is pretty much in a ballpark. Might be a little bit more than what I would offer. But it looks like uh, in some of these games, he's kind of thinking about that. Uh, in this game, he was only six out of 18 for 17 points. So I don't know if that contract situation is on his mind and it's affecting his play. I'm not sure. Hopefully that's not the case. But uh, we'll find out down the stretch when, when the Lakers get all their players back. He's going to be a key piece to them possibly winning a championship. So hopefully uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder get everything together for the Lakers. Montrez Harrell had his typical Montrez Harrell game, 6 out of 11 from the field, 19 points, 7 of 7 from the free throw line. Again, he's been their most consistent player in the last dozen or so games, or especially since LeBron James um, suffered that particular injury. Montrez Harold has been a, a steady rock for the Lakers. So uh, where are the Lakers now? I mean, you, you know, they just have to keep playing, keep playing hard. And, um, you, you know, you just have to you have to try to win some games, you know, without your stars. And now, you know, even without uh, Drummond, that means Marcus Gasol, you're going to have to come back into the starting lineup until Drummond gets back in there. 
and play better than you were playing all season pretty much. And um, keep your spirits up, Lakers, because it's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any easier for you. No one's going to feel sorry for the Los Angeles Lakers because they have injuries. I mean, the L.A. Clippers, they have injuries as well. Paul George, he, uh, he has a foot problem, that foot edema problem, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast. Ibaka is still out. Pat Bev is still out. So they have injuries as well. So, again, nobody's going to feel sorry for you, you know. Pick yourself up from the bootstraps, baby, and, and roll the basketball out and get busy. Let's try to win some games. I know Sunday coming up, April 4th, there will be the L.A. Lakers and L.A. Clippers going against one another. Um, it's too bad that they both won't be at full strength, but it still should be a good basketball game. If any of you are or have the um, Clubhouse uh, audio app, the uh, social media app, where you can join uh, Lakers rooms or Clippers rooms. Uh, I'll be hosting a um, L.A. battle uh, room along with a, uh, a couple of Lakers fans and a couple of Clippers fans. And we'll have both fan bases on there just to you know talk about that specific game coming up and to talk about where they think their team will end up at the end of the season. So... Um, do your do yourself a favor if you don't have that particular app. It's really really fun. You just you just get on this social media app and you don't have to worry about typing anything on Twitter. You're basically just talking to regular old fans out there like myself and uh, and other Laker and Clipper fans out there. So that should be pretty fun. And with that, LA sports fans, I'm going to leave it right there. As I typically mention at the end of my uh, episodes. Uh, we are still in this COVID environment. Uh, please make sure you're still wearing your mask, even if you've received the vaccinations. And if you haven't received the vaccinations, uh, please strongly consider that. Also, keep six feet social distancing and wash your hands thoroughly and often every single day. With that, LA fans, again, until the next episode, peace.